Hello everyone, I'm Lara Ajouz, the host of the Good Self podcast. Good Self is a newly launched website featuring feel-good topics to help you reach your absolute good self. This will be a weekly podcast focusing largely on topics related to entrepreneurship, health, wellness, beauty, skincare, and other mindful topics. Each episode will feature a special hand-picked guest specialized in a certain feel-good topic that I am sure you will love. Let's hop right in! Welcome to a new episode of the Good Self Podcast. Today's guest is Rula Ghaddar, a Beirut-based dietitian and health coach. And in today's episode, we will be chatting about something that we are all familiar with, and that is emotional eating. We have all gone through a phase where we have experienced emotional eating for one reason or another. And today's focus will be on the best ways to deal with emotional eating and how to live a healthier and more balanced life in general. So let's get into the interview. Hello, Rula. I'm so happy to have you with me today on the podcast. Rula is a health coach and a dietitian, and I'm so excited to be discussing with her today the topic of emotional eating. So uh, the first question is, what is emotional eating and what are the signs that show if someone is an emotional eater? Okay. Hi, Lara. Um, I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be discussing this uh, topic because I think we all go through a phase in our lives where we're emotional eaters. Um, If we want to define emotional eating, it's uh, whenever you eat out of a certain emotion and not physical hunger. So let's say if you're bored, you're eating, if you're stressed, uh, if uh, you just want comfort, you eat, or if you want love, you eat. So this um, this is basically the definition. Uh, what are the signs that show if someone is an emotional eater? So let's say if you monitor your triggers, so let's say uh, before you eat, you ask yourself, why am I eating? Am I physically hungry or am I eating because of a certain emotion? I think this is uh, enough for you to know um, whether you are, uh, you have emotional eating or not. Yeah. Um, I'm against the labeling of I am an emotional eater or I am not an emotional eater uh, because um, I think every person will go through a phase where they will eat emotionally but it doesn't mean they're emotional eaters always yeah you know Um, so what are the the causes or are there any causes for someone to become an not an emotional eater but to eat emotionally eat emotionally um there are many causes and i don't think it's always um i don't think it's always negative sometimes we eat emotionally let's say if uh, it's someone's birthday and you want to celebrate and there's cake and you're not hungry but you want to be part of the group you want to connect to everyone and to celebrate so you eat the cake it's emotional eating but it's not something that's negative it could be harmless um so the causes i believe their um emotions like um if i think of my clients uh let's say if someone's going through a stressful period this is when they will eat more emotionally if i think of myself as well uh i think when um the lockdown started there was a phase there was i think the first few weeks first week where i was eating emotionally and i wasn't maybe uh, aware and then I noticed 
there's something that's off with me yeah. and then I put more awareness and I uh, noticed that okay I'm eating emotionally because I'm stressed yeah. because there is a change in uh, my lifestyle um, and then what I do is I try to cope with my feelings with in different ways yeah just a question just drifting a bit away mm-hmm. uh, do you think when you eat a lot before your period is this emotional eating or it's something else mm-hmm. uh, it could be related to uh, it could be related to the PMS the stress before yeah. our period and could be related sometimes to hormones we do get more hungry yeah. we do get more physically hungry before uh, our Definitely. period <laughs> yeah. yeah um i can actually tell you how to know the difference between emotional and physical hunger because oh, they're well. not the same okay, okay yeah. uh so physical hunger uh it's something that comes on gradually okay yeah. so you're not you're not hungry you start being a bit more hungry a bit more hungry and then you feel like okay i really I, need to eat i really yeah. need to eat Uh, emotional hunger it's different it's very sudden so mm-hmm. one moment you're not hungry the next second you you're like okay i want to eat okay yeah. so it comes on very suddenly uh, physical hunger anything 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 that you have in front of you you don't mind you will eat it because your body needs energy yeah okay yeah. emotional hunger you crave something very specific so you weren't hungry you're you you start being hungry and then i want chocolate i want ice cream i want chips So oh, you okay. start having like very specific cravings, and if you don't have that, you're not fulfilled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when it comes to physical hunger, when you're <clears throat> full, you're gonna stop. Yeah. When it comes to emotional hunger, uh, even if you're full, you're not gonna stop because the trigger is not hunger. The trigger is that emotion. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So as long as you have that emotion, as long as you're gonna keep on eating and this can cause in a lot of cases physical discomfort like definitely i like bloating or uh you feel tired or you feel you have like low energy after um overeating yeah so uh, in your opinion how can someone manage emotional eating especially during let's say um, a time when you're grieving or like now during quarantine i'm sure mm-hmm. so many people are emotion like eating emotionally Mm -hmm. they can't control it so how can someone manage this Mm -hmm. um what i would uh, say is the first goal is for us to be aware okay we have to understand why am i eating what's my trigger okay uh to understand our emotions our feelings because sometimes we're just eating emotionally and we're not sure why okay this is what happened with me um uh the first week of lockdown yeah like i wasn't aware of the feeling what am i feeling i wasn't aware that i was stressed because i was overwhelmed with so many so many things happening and then when i sat down and like i'm disconnected for a bit and i was able to see i was like okay i think i am stressed yeah so let me see what is it that i need and sometimes if we can't really understand our feelings it's good to maybe journal maybe talk to someone maybe um and sometimes maybe it's good to talk to a therapist yeah. you know if someone is going through a lot of stress or a lot of um uh like uh, like anxiety mm-hmm. and they feel like they're not being able to deal with it on their own i highly recommend they seek help because sometimes you can and sometimes really you cannot you yeah. need someone to guide you and to help you and you need that um uh, outside opinion yeah. you know 
so, so first is knowing the trigger, uh, understanding our feelings. And um, then I would say asking ourselves, what is it that we need? Yeah. Okay. Because um, let's say if we're stressed and we eat, we think and the stress is going to go. Yeah. But you finish the meal and then and you're still you're, stressed. You're still stressed. Yeah. So food does not change the way you feel. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes what you need is not food. Sometimes what you need is rest. Sometimes yeah. what you need is uh, comfort. So maybe you do like comforting actions. Maybe you do like some self-care. Uh, uh, sometimes you need love or connection. So you talk call to someone, friend, you call yeah. your friends, you, uh, you talk to your family, you talk to someone about your, uh, your feelings. And sometimes you need to sleep. True. You know, sometimes it's a basic need. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're not getting enough sleep, then this will could lead to um, emotional yeah. uh, eating or more hunger because yeah. it messes up your your hormones. So it's super important to understand what is it that I need and how can I cope with that feeling? Mm-hmm. Because I am against judging emotional eating and saying it's always bad. Okay, yeah. because sometimes it's really harmless. Sometimes you really need that ice cream or I don't know what. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's totally okay and yeah. it's totally fine to someone to sometimes uh, go ahead and have it and enjoy it and um uh, and you and um have the satisfaction. Yeah. Okay. Uh but we have to be aware that it will not change your feeling. True. Okay. True, yeah. We think that it will, but it will not. Okay, so here, um, one of the most important skills that we can start building, and I'm saying building because it's not like a turn on, turn off button. It's not emotional eating. It's not something that's gonna stop overnight. Uh, start building your skills in coping with your emotions. Yeah. Okay. So this is what you usually do with your clients. Mm-hmm. So there are many tools that I use with my clients, but there's one that I feel is very helpful. Yeah. And uh, I noticed that it made a big difference on so many of my uh, clients. And it's to pause for five minutes. Yeah. Okay, so let's say you want to eat. Mm. Okay, to stop before you eat, to pause for five minutes. Let's say it's uh, 3.25, wait until 3.30 and then decide. Okay, and this... Uh, five minutes you can start asking yourself questions like am i hungry what am i feeling what do i need do i really need food or do i need something else and then if we feel like after five minutes you know we made up our mind and what we need is not food we need to relax or we need to um uh maybe uh, meditate or do some yoga or move or talk to a friend or uh seek connection yeah. uh, then we'll do that instead of eating yeah but if someone is physically hungry they can go ahead and eat definitely yeah okay and if it's if someone was eating emotionally and they after five minutes they felt like okay i still want to have this and they had it uh what i say is don't judge be compassionate with yourself because it's a journey it's not something that's gonna uh, directly change we're working on reducing emotional eating and not stopping it completely because it's not gonna stop completely it's never gonna stop completely we're humans and we have a lot of emotions uh and uh, even from childhood we um we learn to cope with our feelings with uh, food yeah yeah. when we're sad 
you eat some people eat, eat some people don't eat like right. for example when i'm anxious or when i'm mm-hmm. feeling sad i tend to lose my appetite oh. maybe someone else and when i'm happy and when i'm in a good mood i tend to eat more okay. so maybe it's different with yeah people. for each person is different mm-hmm. but what i noticed is that how parents raise their kids they raise them to be emotional eaters because when a baby even when a baby is just crying they we always them. assume no uh, he's hungry and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we feed them sometimes he has a stomach ache sometimes he's just sleepy fussy yeah. Or, yeah. you know so they force them to eat and sometimes uh, let's say when we're when we're young and uh, Uh, we hurt ourselves uh, our parents come and tell us oh you hurt yourself what do you need do I give you chocolate yeah. do I give you candy yeah, uh, yeah. so they make us feel like chocolate and candy are gonna make us feel better and they're gonna solve our problems yeah. and we're not gonna be hurt anymore so it's something that we internalized from yeah. our childhood So it's something that we internalize from childhood and um, sometimes it's hard for us to stop it completely and sometimes we don't really need to stop it completely. So another exercise that I give my clients is to weigh the pros and the cons of emotional eating because mm. really it could be harmless sometimes. Like uh, let's say if you ate emotionally one time per yeah. week or two times and it wasn't something like it wasn't like a very big quantity it can have zero harm and yeah. it can have a zero effect on your body so uh to weigh the pros and the cons and to see if it's something that you really need to uh, sit down and target and uh, uh put goals in yeah. order to uh, improve yeah and uh, also another question do you feel like your clients they tend to feel so guilty or they develop this sense of self-hate and guilt because they're emotionally eating and how do you deal with it mm-hmm. um it, this is very 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 common yeah. and um it's basically due to our perception of emotional eating and it's something that i've repeated a few times you know it's not bad because yeah. we always label it you know, emotional eating is bad yeah. it's not something that's always bad no it depends on the situation and like i said you can always weigh the pros and the cons and it could be something that's normal yeah. but because we have that perception you know, it's bad and i'm doing something that's wrong mm. whenever you do a mistake you're gonna feel guilty about it yeah you know so we start having that feeling of guilt more and more but in reality the feeling of guilt something that will make us eat more and not less Yeah. And it will get us into the emotional eating cycle. And there's an IGTV that I posted the other day about why emotional eating increases when you start dieting. Yeah. Because when you start dieting, you start judging yourself for eating emotionally. And when you judge yourself, you feel guilty, you eat more, you feel bad. And then it's you, a cycle. It's yeah. a vicious cycle. But if you're not judging it, you're going to have your emotion trigger, you're going to eat and it's going to stop there. Yeah. Yeah, true, so true. the dieting mentality and the judgment and the guilt is something that will uh, make us eat a lot more emotionally. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not going to help. And I always say there's no morality in food. Like yeah. you can feel guilty if you stole If yeah. you uh, hurt someone, kill, kill you know. <laughs> yeah. If you do something that's um, that's really like hurting others, but if you're just eating, like there's no, no need for that feeling of guilt because it's very heavy. Yeah. And it doesn't help really. So I work a lot on self compassion. Yeah. Like how you can be more compassionate with yourself, even if you do a mistake, 
to um, to really tell yourself, okay, I learn, I'm learning, yeah. I'm learning, I'm trying to uh, understand myself more, or I'm focusing on my progress and not my the perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're looking at perfection and I'm gonna stop emotional eating completely, and you have uh, one episode of emotional eating, you're gonna say, oh my god, خلاص, it's ruined. Yeah. Because I want perfection. If you look at progress, if you used to uh, eat emotionally three, four times a week, and then you eat one time emotionally, then this is progress. You see. as a success yeah, yeah. so also that's an, that's um, a different way of thinking that I uh, try to uh, incorporate in my uh, approach yeah. the compassion and uh, celebrating the little victories yeah. all right so speaking of perfection and the perfect look uh, we're all on social media and we all know how uh, the image of the perfect body and the perfect figure is always a lot of stress on all of us. I mean, I look sometimes at certain girls or certain profiles and I say, wow, how can I be this fit and have this summer body? And you know, there's always pressure on you when you're on social media to look your absolute best. Not even, not only body-wise, I mean, style-wise, your hair, your makeup, everything, Mm -hmm. but mostly your weight and your figure. So how do you deal with that? How do you deal with clients? who come and tell you I want to look like her or like him how do you deal with it okay so the first thing I do is I tell them if there's an account of social on social media that makes you feel like you need to be someone else unfollow this yeah. account okay <laughs> because um It's gonna add so much uh, pressure. So I always encourage them to do like a social media detox. detox yeah. uh, if there's an account that when they look at, um, let's say, their content or their pictures, they feel less about themselves, then why keep yeah. them, you know? And I work on also like I have, a, actually I have a list of accounts that I send Uh, uh, on the support group that I have on uh, WhatsApp for mm-hmm. my uh, intuitive for the intuitive eating community, and it has like a list of accounts that uh, are promoting body diversity. Yeah, you know. So hello, if I look at my feed, you're gonna find people that are maybe skinny, people that are a bit overweight, personal trainers that are not like uh, super, super skinny or super, super fit that are normal, that have like normal bodies. Yeah. Because what we tend to see is just, you know, thinness is the only thing that exists. True. But in reality, uh, bodies are very diverse and there are so many body sizes, okay? Yeah. And I said this once that if your shoe size is 38, you're not gonna... Uh, try to shrink it to 36 true and it's the same thing with our body size if you were built with a certain body size you can't pressure yourself unrealistically to uh, shrink and to um, reach someone else. someone else so I work on uh, body respect and on accepting your genetic blueprint and it can be really it can be tough for so many mm. because it's um Like we're, we're bombarded with all of these uh, pictures and uh, um, the perfect uh, uh, bodies. And in reality, they're not perfect. Like it's all 
photoshopped yeah one photoshopped and two on instagram the angles wow yeah like they make <laughs> the magic of angles and hey. shoots like photo shoots yeah, yeah like even مثلا, me sometimes i'm bloated if i do like if i take a selfie and uh, and i hide my tummy and i look like i I'd look like i have the perfect body but in reality it's not no. uh, the case True. um so uh so yeah like the angles play a major role in uh, social media and i encourage people to uh, follow really uh, accounts with different like different approach different uh different body sizes yeah. okay not on- only thin uh, thin people yeah so mm. i hope whoever is listening to this can uh, apply these tips and maybe mm. unfollow someone who's giving them pressure and uh, body anxiety yeah. so speaking of uh, the approaches that you usually uh, take what is your idea of an ideal diet like if someone comes someone's healthy they just want to know how they can continue on their health journey and just mm. be healthy and uh, normal and just eat normally no pressure what do you mm. tell them Um, I don't believe there's an ideal diet or like an ideal way of uh, of eating because um, in intuitive eating, we really focus on the person. Yeah. Okay. So, so intuitive says, eating, just to go back, mm-hmm. uh, can you tell us what is intuitive eating? Yes. So it's more of a self-empowering model and it has 10 principles that can guide you to build a healthier relationship with food and your body and to reach um, satisfaction and food freedom, you know, like not to be like super obsessed with uh, calories, numbers, um, even like body image. Um, So it's a more... um, It's a more constructive, a more sustainable, uh, and I do believe we're all born intuitive eaters, and it's diet culture that made us uh, feel that we can't trust our bodies. Yeah. Uh, so what I work on with my clients is that you are like I always tell them you are the experts of you are the expert of your own body. Yeah. But it's always good also to look at uh, sometimes the ex- external, let's say. Uh, guidelines yeah. and to find your balance between both okay so if you just listen to your body and you don't um, see any guidelines or anything uh, then this might affect this might uh, be like incomplete you know yeah, yeah. but if you just listen to external rules and diets and you don't connect to yourself to your um, hunger satiety feelings uh, physical sensations yeah everything it's not going to be sustainable because True. you're not giving your uh voice True. you True. know so it's always good to find that balance between both and to find something that honors your health and honors your uh, your taste buds as well yeah. you know uh satisfaction is at the core of intuitive eating you have to do yeah. something that's you have to eat something that you like that is satisfying for you okay mm-hmm. uh, if you eat the same food every single day every single day خلص, it's boring gonna, yeah it's gonna it's, get, you lose motivation as mm-hmm. well it's mm-hmm. gonna get boring so it has to be something that you enjoy and in intuitive eating we leave the nutrition guidelines yeah. for the end okay it's the last principle the last principle is to uh, honor your health with gentle nutrition but the first nine they're about building a healthy relationship with food yeah okay because sometimes if a certain nutrition guideline if you 
read it and you feel some kind of deprivation then maybe you're still not ready yeah. okay so we really work on healing your relationship with food on making peace with food on uh, honoring your hunger your fullness um, uh, respecting your body uh, coping with your feelings without using food and then we yeah. will start introducing the nutrition guidelines and then you will be able to find your uh, own balance between honoring your health and honoring yourself yeah. yeah i mean that's awesome it's really nice to see the progress that this whole world of nutrition mm. and health and everything i mean it's totally different from where we were at maybe five years ago maybe mm -hmm. even less so i think people are now more motivated to visit their dietitian or their health coach or whatever mm -hmm. because before i used to feel like i have so many friends who were on diets and their diets would fail and they would feel so depressed and they mm -hmm. hate food and they hate themselves like this is a cycle that i've seen ever since i was in school yeah. so it's so great to see that The, this new approach in diet and being healthy mm -hmm. so that's great yeah yeah I'm so happy, uh, i'm happy to be uh, sending this message yeah. out because it's it is new in the middle east but it's been there for the past 25 years intuitive wow. eating yeah it's not uh, super new and there's so there are so many studies that back it up it's not it's it's scientific it's yeah. not a no Um, it's something cool like yeah. a cool trend to no, follow no 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 it's not a mm. cool trend and it needs a lot of work yani. mm. um, and being someone that used to give diets before and now I'm working on intuitive eating intuitive eating is a lot more challenging yeah. than just giving a paper and a diet but the thing is that diets do not work no. and that cycle that you talked about 95% of people go through it yeah. okay yeah. because it's a broken system okay dieting is a broken system because it treats you as if you're a robot as if you don't have emotions you don't have um taste pleasures or, you know. uh, and uh you like your your body is not something is not like the same every single day like your yeah. body doesn't need the same amount of calories every day doesn't need the same amount of food every day sometimes you're gonna need more sometimes you're gonna need less yeah. just we said about pms During that period, you're gonna need more food, more food, okay? But when you get your period, your appetite is gonna exactly. go down. So this is just one way of how your body does the balance on its own, yeah. okay? Um, the diet culture made us feel like we need to obsess over everything and we need to count everything every day, in order to be healthy. But in reality, no, yeah. it's not supposed to be like this. Like we can actually be healthy and, uh, Uh, enjoy food and have a healthy relationship with food without putting that much attention sure. and effort yeah. because in some cases like some of my clients like it takes really like maybe 90% of their mental space no, that's food. a lot yeah. yeah that's a lot yeah yeah but it's uh, you know, it happens and it's common Yeah. Mm. So Rula, what are your upcoming plans? Now I know it's a bit of a tricky time, but what are your upcoming plans for the year? Uh what are you working on and how can where can people find you on social media? Okay. So people can find me on Instagram on Rula underscore Radai. Yeah. Um and uh basically I since the start the beginning of uh, 2020 i uh, launched my intuitive eating program so it's an online program that covers all the principles of intuitive eating mm -hmm. and i have a, a 
community like everyone that's on this program is in a support group on instagram and we share ideas we share thoughts if someone is not feeling great about their bodies one day uh, they will uh, share share it on the group and say today i feel bloated and i got this comment i don't know how to deal with it and then you're gonna find like everyone really like giving their heart and their uh, their like uh, advice and ideas and i really yeah i really love that um community community because as much as you get like advice from someone an expert when it's someone that's not an expert that, that went through exactly the same thing, you're gonna um, relate. with it more. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna relate. And even what I get from my, my clients, they tell me that when we give advice, yeah. it, it feels good. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's like they're passing on uh, their knowledge and their, their experience. Knowledge. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So, uh, so that's uh, something that I will be focusing on yeah. uh, for the rest of the for the rest of the year. And I'm always working on improving, on adding new things. Yeah. Maybe uh, I'll work on a second edition. Um, uh, yeah yeah that's awesome Rilla is a very uh, active person on social media and I've followed you for the longest time ever you always have webinars and programs and challenges and so yeah it's very cool uh, Rilla thank you so much for being with me on the podcast today I'm so glad we went over a very sensitive topic that I'm sure so many people will relate to and uh, I think we will be meeting even more on podcasts because you have a lot to say and you have a lot to share so thank you so much Thank you for having me and I hope this uh, will help even if it's one person. Yeah, yeah. I hope it will help them build a healthier relationship with uh, food. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and rate this episode and also follow me on Instagram at GoodSelfOnline. You can also visit my website www.goodselfonline.com to read the latest feel-good articles. See you in the next one. Bye!